0: Welcome.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Hi. I'm Kim. I'm Kathleen. And we're, we're the, the K&K, K&K Twins. Twins.
1: Welcome to Uncomfortable Conversations with the K&K Twins. We're just uncomfortable we're just in our own today. skin today. It's just ridiculous. It is.
0: But we're so glad you're here. Yes. Yes. Thanks for joining us again. We are on episode 17. Can you believe it? Yes. Um, we're going to talk today about tolerating abusive control.
1: It's a tough okay. one.
0: It is. This is very nuanced. It's complicated. There's a lot of different ways um, that you can identify uh, with controlling behavior. So we're going to kind of dive in and um, just kind of get, get to some of this. So And what, what, what are we diving into, do did you, did you ask? Yeah. Untangling Relationships. I can't see. Oh, yeah. uh, Untangling Relationships, A Christian Perspective on Codependency. It's by Pat Springle. There we go. Pat Springle. So get the book, follow along, and you'll be glad you did. Because really, the change comes with the work. You've got to put in the work. Just listening to these podcasts can make you aware, but it can't change you. It can't fix it. It can't, you know help you heal
1: but doing the work can yes and that's been our experience and that's yes. why that's why we're here sharing it with you because you just had to get closer.
0: kim doesn't want to be close to me because she just came from the gym <laughs>
1: um and you're welcome
0: like, I know, right? and so, but i'm like i feel like she's so far away i am so. <laughs> you're
1: welcome I know. I know but she can't help herself oh, can't. she's codependent
0: I, I gotta be close to you <laughs> um so <clears throat> So if you're to an outsider, like a normal, healthy person who's outside looking in um, at the control an abusive person exerts over their, um, you know, in their relationships with their codependents, it seems unbelievable to an outsider who has objectivity that can see reality. But the codependent is not objective. We've talked about this before. One of the main characteristics of codependency is a lack of objectivity. We cannot see reality. We don't see ourselves clearly at um, all. So the codependent, they have this overwhelming thirst for the abuser's love and acceptance. And that's what keeps them coming back for more. The abuser can be charming or they can be a beast. Uh, it just depends on what they're, what tactic they're using to mm-hmm. manipulate you at the time. Mm-hmm. So, um it doesn't happen just like that. We get sucked in slowly over time. The abuser exerts more and more control while diminishing your self-esteem, your confidence, your sense of value. Um, and you live for those times where they are maybe um, loving or kind, but those times become less and less frequent. Okay? Um, so the victim of, a, of the abuse blames themselves as they begin to believe the abuser's lies. Um, the abusers will... You know, tell them it's always their fault. Mm -hmm. It's never the abuser's fault. So if they confront the abuser or the manipulator or the controller, whatever you want to call it, um, they will turn it back around on you and make it your fault. And they will have you so beaten down that you will believe them. So if they do something wrong, you call them out on it, they will get enraged and they will turn it around on you and it will be all your fault. You'll find yourself apologizing Mm -hmm. for them being wrong. Yeah, and this is a
1: shift that happens that you don't even know when it happens,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: True. right? Cause didn't, yeah. in the beginning of your relationships, didn't you feel free to talk about whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then somehow there was a shift. You don't know what had happened, but all of a sudden you things couldn't changed. talk about yeah. the things that were important to you. Mm-hmm. Or if you disagreed, it became an argument. Um, all of a sudden you were being belittled. So it's a shift that happens that is not perceivable mm-hmm. always. Um, it, it I don't know how they do it. I don't. I don't know if they're conscious of what they're doing when they're beating people down emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it—it consistently happens. It happens to every one right. of us, um, and it's not in every relationship. Just I want to point that out. Total yeah, it, but you know, we have we can we can have relationships with other people where we're strong. Yeah, that's but then, right. But
0: then we have relationships with people with that one. Person that's, you know, we're dependent on, yeah, and or codependent on, and it becomes a problem. And, and they always blame their victim, mm-hmm. they never take ownership, they never accept blame for themselves, they never admit their own faults, and it makes you feel um, like you're crazy. And the victim believes that, but mm-hmm. you know, over time, you begin to realize you don't get to have your own opinions or your own desires or your own thoughts. Slowly, you know, if you have a differing opinion, you get beaten down, you get yes. belittled, you get shamed, until finally you learn just to always agree and just go along, to keep and, the peace, mm-hmm, always the peacekeeper. So, yeah. um, and the and the controller or abuser. Will make all kinds of crazy promises at certain points in the, in the relationship. And you want so badly to believe them that mm-hmm. you will believe them every time, even though historically they have broken those promises over and over. They've never done the things that they've promised to do, but you still believe them every time. Right? I, we keep thinking this time it's going to change. I don't know
1: why we do that. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one time one of my kids said to me, and this was after my husband, my ex husband, and I had separated. And one of my kids, I said something to one of my kids. Oh, your dad said blah, blah, blah. And she was like, why do you believe him? He never Mm. does what he says he's going to do. Why would you believe him now? Mm. And I remember being like a slap in the face. I was like, you know what? Mm. He doesn't ever do this X, Y, and Z he says he's going to do. Why do I believe him? (laughs) But I did for years and years and years. I believed for, that, mm-hmm. I had literally had no history of that ever happening. Right. But I would believe the words and completely Not the ignore actions. the actions. Mm-hmm. And so that became something I had to learn for myself that I had to really pay attention to. That became one of the things I paid attention to in all my relationships. Words and actions had to
0: match. Mm-hmm.
1: Because that was something I was allowing.
0: Yeah, we do. And we're, so, we're so desperate to believe them, but it's that desperation that makes us easily controlled and manipulated Mm. so that's what they can use against us so we just want to do a quick you want to do a quick review of the five defense tactics that codependents use
1: so there's like she said there's five the first one is one way perception and we're going to go into a little bit more detail but one way perception number two is emotional walls Um, and we're really good at those emotional Mm -hmm. walls Number three is extremes and exaggeration, always and never. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Black and white. The exaggerating that we do. Number four, believing the unbelievable. That was one that really hit me when I first learned about it, because why are we believing the unbelievable? Right. And number five, which kind of makes me sad, daydreaming, where you're dreaming of this
0: non-existent life that you right. want to have. Are you dreaming about this relationship being idyllic when clearly it's not? You know, yeah. you're, you're trying to make it something that it's not. It's now, those are fantasy. things that we've already talked about before, but we're going to kind of focus on the believing the unbelievable because this is what we tend to do when we're in abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely.
1: So, um, but these defense tactics—they really come from our inability to be able to see things clearly, and so we focus. What we're going to focus today. Um, is like she said, I'm believing the unbelievable, um, because as codependents, like we, and I'm gonna, we're gonna say it almost every time, yeah. Because it's so hard to wrap your brain around. But as codependents, we lack objectivity, mm-hmm. we all the time. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you find somebody is telling you something about yourself, and your first reaction is, "That's not true. I don't do that." All right. Stop stop, and evaluate whether or not that's true. Because if that's somebody you love and trust, they may very well be telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. And you may need to open your eyes to see it. You
0: can't see it. Um, So we don't believe others around us when they try to tell us or point these things out to us. mm -hmm. Um, They they are able to see reality they may have a healthier more realistic understanding of our situation especially if you are in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. if your family your best friend you know these people are saying you've got to get out this is not healthy this yeah. is not normal those are things you need to listen to and, and give credence to we may get angry defensive we may get hurt Absolutely. but we're gonna defend and excuse the abuser's behavior Absolutely. so we may see things like but he loves me <laughs> no love doesn't Sorry. hit <laughs> Love does not manipulate and control. Love does not belittle, demean you, mm-hmm. you know, destroy your self-confidence. That's mm-hmm. not love at all. But we desperately need to believe that it is.
1: You know, in hearing you say that, I just kind of had a, a revelation. Love doesn't make you feel weak. Mm. Love f- strengthens you. Mm-hmm. Um, So if you are in a relationship where the love makes you feel weak, that is not love. Mm -hmm. If you feel strengthened and encouraged
0: and empowered, Mm -hmm. that, my friends, is love. Yeah, if you're able to set boundaries. If your opinion is respected, Mm -hmm. even if it's different than your partner's. If you can discuss those things without anger and without being, um, you know, belittled and and demeaned. Um, I remember my ex-husband was a workaholic. And I remember sitting down with him and saying, you know, you need to come home for dinner. My, you know, my daughter and I were always eating dinner alone. I said, you know, we need to come to some agreement about, you know, that you're going to be home at night. You're going to come home for dinner. And him, no, I, you know, I said, we, we never have time with you. I Abby mean, never even sees you. And him getting angry and saying, everything I do is for you. I'm doing all of this for you. I'm working really hard now so that we can, you know, relax later and just, you know, take it easier whatever. Like, I don't know how that was going to play out. But anywho, he turned it around on me and made me feel guilty. He made me feel bad for, like, I was expecting too much from him. It is a reasonable expectation that your husband would come home at night and spend time with you and your children, right? Mm-hmm. So for him to twist that, and then I find myself apologizing and saying, oh, you know, you're right, you're, you do take care of us well. But it was the things he he was doing were not the things that I needed or my daughter needed. Mm -hmm. Those are things he needed to do for his own self-worth, but they weren't what I needed in our marriage. So, as I tried to express my heart's desire Mm -hmm. for what was lacking, what I was missing in our marriage relationship, he was not willing to hear that. And in fact, blamed me for wanting what is perfectly natural to want in a marriage relationship. But because I lacked that objectivity, Mm -hmm. I could not, Mm -hmm. I was not able to recognize no, what I'm asking for is normal. This is healthy. What you're saying and what you're doing is not healthy, Mm -hmm. it's not normal. So that was just this constant point of contention with us. And it took me a while to figure out that, no, he was off. You yeah. know, that was not normal. So anywho, yeah. that's just one small example. But that's not what love looked like. Love is about compromise. It's mm-hmm. about hearing both sides and meeting each other's needs. Absolutely. It's not about just one person's need. Okay? Um, so that's another red flag for you mm-hmm. folks. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. finding that. In relationships, that's a red flag. Yes, it shouldn't all be about yep them. It should be about you too. You should get what you need too. You yeah. shouldn't feel like you're in this relationship where you don't ever get your needs met,
1: mm-hmm. and that you're asking too much when you're asking for basic,
0: simple crumbs from the table, and that's too yeah. much, right? So, Mm-mm. oh me, you want me? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, you want me to talk? Okay, I yeah, can. You talk. So, as codependents, we're kind of always reacting. Um, many of us have such little um, self-confidence that we really seldom even have or express our own ideas and desires. And um, I, I feel like in my life, my desires kind of went away. I lost myself mm-hmm. is kind of how I describe it um, and became a person that really only responded and reacted to the people around me what they were doing. Um, if that's you, that's not normal. You have your own feelings and desires, and you should be able to yes. express them. Have opinions. Uh, yes, you have. You have
0: them. <laughs> have, your
1: opinions. Have, have heated, exciting debates where you're exactly. not like belittled, but actually have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we anticipate what others want from us. And then we act accordingly. We become what they want. And we get a lot of value from that. It makes us feel good when we make other people feel happy and feel good about themselves. But we do that at our own expense. Because it it leaves
0: us feeling empty. Yeah. You know, think about um, one of the examples they gave in the book was a pinball machine. The ball in the pinball machine. It just gets bounced around Mm -hmm. based on everyone else's, um, um, you know... Ad- Someone desires, opinions, yes, whatever. You. Someone yeah. control. You never control the your own destiny. You mm-hmm. never control your own course of action. It's always in response to somebody else. And that gets exhausting. It is exhausting.
1: I think that's another red flag. If you find you're this way with this, these people and this way with this group and you, you know, you're agreeing with everybody, but it's mm-hmm. never really your own opinion, mm-hmm. um, that might be another thing you need to analyze and, and mm-hmm. a red flag for you to go, wait a minute, what am I doing here? Um,
0: and like you said, like, I had a similar experience where we just kind of lose ourselves in our mm-hmm. marriages. Like, mm-hmm. I really didn't know, what do I like? Mm-hmm. What kind of movies were like? Cause I like? Because I always had to go to whatever he liked. Yep. What do I like to do? You know, I always did what he wanted to do. If it was something I wanted to do, he would say no. He wouldn't go. And it, you know, there was no compromise there. So I kind of lost... My own sense of what I enjoyed, mm-hmm. what mattered to me, what gave me joy. I lost a lot of that. I had to figure some of that out again after mm-hmm. the divorce. Like, mm-hmm. what do I actually enjoy doing and spending time on? So, yeah. So if you're losing yourself, that's a red flag. And you're
1: not alone. Right? And um, that is definitely something, especially as, as wives and moms, that is something we can allow to happen. And I went through the same thing. And if you're like me, it was actually... Very depressing to realize that I had nothing of my own. Like I had, I didn't have any hobbies, and I didn't know what I liked. And I did. It made me very, very sad. And I had to start searching for things that brought me joy, Mm -hmm. and literally find out who I was again. And that was very empowering. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's hope if you're in that place. Where you're like, I don't know who I am and I don't even know where to start. Right? It's okay. Yeah. You're not alone and there's hope. But you do need to start. You do need to start analyzing your feelings yes. and feeling your feelings, which we yes. talk about a lot too. We do. Feel your feelings. <laughs> feeling we're not used feelings.
0: to that. We've not mm-hmm. learned how to do that. It's Because we've not one. been allowed to feel our feelings. We've not been allowed to get angry. Yeah. Or be sad. Yeah. Or, you know, how many times when you we were a kid, I can remember when I would get, I would be hurt or sad or whatever and I would cry and my dad would say, I'll give you something to cry about. Like crying Mm -hmm. just was not, my dad was a Marine and crying was not permitted in our house. Well, that's not normal. It's not natural. And so, yeah, so those kinds of things. So, but even when we get tired of this game, Mm when we get bounced around and we're only our, we we react to everyone else's opinions and desires and thoughts, we lacked the ability, the objectivity to stop playing. Right. That's all we know. Mm -hmm.
1: So. It's that dance. We feel yeah. very comfortable mm-hmm. doing the same thing, even though it doesn't benefit us. And eventually we might get angry and realize that we are being pressured to perform in a certain way, but it doesn't align with us. And but we mm-hmm. still keep giving in to this pressure. So eventually we get mad and kind of combust. Um, we get mad at ourselves, we and we can turn that inward into Mm -hmm. self-hatred. And let's be real, y'all. That's just us abusing ourselves. We've we've been taking it from somebody else and now we're turning it on ourselves. So we need to be real careful about that. Um, We might be mad at the dependent person and get mad at them for controlling us. We get mad at them for manipulating us. Um, And in some ways that's true, but it's also still misplaced. Mm -hmm. We all have a responsibility. Um, But the only the only game we know is the one we've keep, we've kept on playing and so our desperate need for approval as codependence keeps us on this it feels like an endless treadmill we just keep on going and walking and go, going nowhere
0: but manipulation and anger and this repetitious our needs our need for this love and acceptance and all of that leads to manipulation which then leads to loss of herself, which leads to this anger. So it's this endless cycle: need, manipulation, anger; need, manipulation, anger. We don't know how to get off. No, we, how do we get off? And this is why we were doing this book. Yeah. Why we're doing this work? Well, we've book, probably so. been doing it our whole lives. Yes, yes, we. So have. it's,
1: it's, it's a long time. it feels very normal and feels very natural, yes. but it's not. It's not normal or natural to talk about passive aggressive.
0: Yeah, so often we will become passive aggressive. Not every time, but often codependents become uh, passive aggressive. Sometimes we do. We (laughs) refuse to be honest, and we also refuse to respond. Okay. (laughs) So although we appear um, passive, the real goal is to hurt the person that's controlling us. Okay. So instead of healthy, honest communication um, and expressing our true needs, we choose to be passive. So do you want to read that description on page 70? No. Mm-mm, I can't see that. No? Okay, can't she see. can't see. I, I can't know. see. Okay. <laughs> so it's not that I don't want to. to passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and this relates to our codependency. So a controlling form of non-involvement because it forces others to take charge. A person mentally or emotionally refuses to make a decision, perform an action, or do a certain behavior forcing someone else to fill the gap where those things are needed. So the first person seems passive since he or she has done nothing. But actually, this person is aggressive because the inactivity pushes on another person. Okay? So we will often become passive-aggressive. Not necessarily even with the person that's been controlling us. It might be with others because we're just reacting, right? Um, so I, I have an example. I would tell. Us. I I do, it's, <laughs> and it, it,
1: I didn't know it was happening at the time, but I think this was, this was after we separated. So anybody who is close to me during during the time I have difficulty, what they will see is that I just smile no matter what's going on. I just smile, and I remember my now ex husband saying to me he was probably mad about something and yelling and i just smiled and he was like and if you don't stop smiling with that face i was like and in my head i thought i'm doing nothing wrong i'm just sitting here smiling but it was totally passive aggressive i mean like how else can you like you can't get any more passive Then somebody trying to engage in a conversation with you that, and you're just obviously, I don't want to be in. Mm-hmm, right. And I'm just smiling. And they
0: don't, and they don't <laughs> like that. The no. The user abuser doesn't like that because they're trying to get you to do what they want you to do. So when you don't respond, it just escalates. It just infuriates them and it escalates it. So, but instead of having... I should have been a grown-up. Right. Instead and said, you're not going to talk to
1: me that me like way. you yep. are not going to mm-hmm. have a conversation like this. Or I should have had a boundary. Instead, I just reverted to all I knew which right. was a passive aggressive just response just
0: be quiet cuz if you say anything it'll just oh. escalate the anger <laughs> and the hostility so and even on those rare occasions oops even on those rare occasions where the codependent tries to exert any kind of independence or have their own opinions or whatever. Sometimes the dependent abuser will tolerate that behavior in small doses mm-hmm. to small amounts. Mm-hmm. But then if you take it too far, the dependent person will become angry or belittling or shame you for sure. Or, you know, what have you. They may see things like, How can you be so selfish? What are you thinking? Or they may say something like, We need to talk. Which really just means we need to talk so I can convince you to go back, going back to being dependent on me, to allowing me to control you, to be submissive to me, and being easily manipulated. And it works, by the way. And it does. And it works. So, you know, they're basically saying there's no limit to what you should be willing to do to make me happy. Yeah. Okay? So, that's kind of what that means. So, they will put a stop to that if you get, if you, if you, if you set a boundary, if you stand firm on something. They will fight that tooth and nail. They may let you do a teeny bit, but then they're going to come back at you. It's mm-hmm.
1: like it's like a chain, like yeah. a dog chain. Mm-hmm. They just jerk yep. you back, jerk you back yep. in. I don't know what animals do you have a thing where you jerk them back? Dogs and
0: horses? Do horses maybe horses? Rain okay. A bit, uh, it, it, The rain mouth? Yeah, like that? Yeah. So we just want you to ask these questions. What do you? I want to ask you, I want you to think about this. How do you feel when
1: you give in to someone's manipulation and control? How does it make your body feel? Because, you know, we're talking about feeling our feelings. Part of it is physical as well. You'll notice how your body feels. And we had a whole discussion earlier about a phys- physical response I had to a question she asked. Yeah. I didn't even know my body responded but yeah, it does.
0: Right. Oh, she just went into herself. I Got did.
1: Me. So how do you feel when you give in to someone's manipulation and control? Do you feel angry at yourself? Do you feel angry at them? Are you frustrated? Do you feel used? Are you embarrassed? Are you resentful? Are you ashamed? Yes. 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 yes, yes. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when you don't give in? You stand firm. Mm-hmm. And you've set your boundaries. And do you feel relieved? Do you feel strong? Do you feel healthy? Do you feel like kind of everything's right in the world? Like, huh, I, I did it. Like proud. Do you feel proud of yourself? Um, or do you feel guilty and try to justify and explain your no? And sometimes we do that, too. That doesn't mean we're not healthy. Right. Um, but often when we stand up for ourselves, we feel strong initially. And then we kind of go back and go, gosh, should I have done that? And we start second-guessing ourselves. So you're That normal.
0: self-doubt sets in and we go back and just yeah. second-guess everything.
1: And, the, you know, we're used to being badgered. So
0: that kind, of, it's kind mm-hmm. of like again, we turn it on mm-hmm. ourselves, and we start doing these these things to ourselves. If you set a boundary, and they start beating you down, and beating mm-hmm. you down, and beating mm-hmm. you down, that's a red flag. Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay, I was, okay.
1: okay. I was gonna ask about outside, but oh, okay, outside. So no, we're good. Okay, so go
0: ahead. Only one person should have control of our lives. And that's Jesus Christ. That's it. That's our Lord. He earned that right through his sacrifice on the cross. But he will not exercise those rights without your permission. His respect and love for you are total and complete. I like to say Jesus is a gentleman. He will never force himself or his will on you. Absolutely. And so he has the right, but we
1: manage ourselves. Right. So we are in control. We're not just free willy, giving all of our, our... I don't
0: know. Rights to set boundaries, right? And have the, yeah, just dis- control I mean, of our own decisions and. So I I think that's
1: something we can kind of get lost in too that we think, oh well, I've given everything up to Christ, so now everybody can run over me.
0: Yeah, that is we not adorable,
1: that is not healthy, yeah. and that is not, not correct um, theology or biblical. So Go ahead. I know you want to address this. So this this is, this important. is an
0: important note. So mm-hmm. I, I really want you to hear our hearts here. Okay, we really want to speak to those of you who are being abused. If it's physically, it's particularly physical or sexual abuse, abuse, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if the control issues in your life have gotten to the point where you are being abused, it needs to stop and it needs to stop right now. Mm-hmm. You need to be safe. Okay, you and your, your children or whatever the case, you need to be safe. So be aware, but, but, but do be aware that when you take steps to protect yourself or to stop the abuse... When you start saying no to the abuser's abusive behavior, it will often escalate the abuse. That's why you read about women being killed by men that they were trying to leave. Mm -hmm. And it probably happens with with women and men as well, Um, but typically it's the reverse. So their desire to force you to be compliant will escalate and really become their driving motivation for them when you start standing up for yourself. So typically it's safer to get out of that situation Mm -hmm. and get some boundaries set, and then you know, if if things can work out, you can work it out that way. But um, this can really have deadly consequences if you don't address this abuse, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Don't try to do this alone. Don't do it alone. So take the steps that you need to get the help that you need. So seek out a shelter. Call a domestic abuse line. A friend, family, mm-hmm. um, the police, um, you know, w- do whatever you can, but get away. Mm-hmm. Get help. Get out. Don't stay in that situation. Don't wait. Okay? Mm-hmm. An abuser never wakes up one day and says, you know, I should stop abusing my partner. It's just wrong. <laughs> They're just not, that, they never stop voluntarily. Sometimes physical abuse only ends with either your escape, getting out of it, or your death. So, I mean, that's just a statistical fact. So, if you're in that kind of situation, please, please, please try to see reality. If you have people around you that are saying you've got to get out, this is a dangerous situation, this is unhealthy, please, please listen. Take the steps, protect yourself, protect your children. Um, whatever you need to do, get out. Okay, so if you're unsure if you're being abused, maybe you're not sure, ask Mm -hmm. a close friend or a loved one. Ask them for their perspective on your relationship. Ask a counselor. Call a domestic abuse hotline and have them help you determine if you're in an abusive relationship. You can Google abuse and see what it looks like and then compare it to your experience okay so we're going to summarize we're going to wrap this up but again really we care about you we love you You we want you to be safe and healthy so um please take steps to get yourself out of those kinds of relationships but
1: and there are all types of abuse there are and so don't Mm -hmm. don't um believe the lie that it's only if they leave marks and only if they hit you is that that's abuse there is physical abuse there is sexual abuse there is financial abuse Mm -hmm. there is emotional abuse Yeah, if of... they
0: control you through the finances. Mm-hmm. If you're married to someone that won't let, give you money, that they will dole it out to you only if they think you need it. That's mm-hmm. not a partnership. No, that's no, no. abuse. Okay, you mm-hmm. have a right to also access the, the, the marital funds mm-hmm. so that you can get what you need as well. So, yep. just throwing it out there. Yeah. Do so you want to read our summary? So we're gonna sure. we're gonna recap for tonight and then. Uh, so let's remember: over. compulsive
1: rescuers tolerate abuse because. Our lack of objectivity blinds us to the abuse. So blinds that's us. why we tolerate it. And and we are compulsive rescuers, by the way. Uh, many of us have such little self-confidence that we seldom have or express our own ideas or desires. Think about that. But it's, it's not too late. Mm-hmm. It's not too late. The compulsion to control leads to a cycle of need, manipulation, and anger. And it is an endless vicious cycle. But
0: there is hope. hope. We want you to know there's hope. Out. So okay. yeah. Pick up this book. Mine's kind of beat up. I'll like show hers. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's I just bad. say hers is well yeah, loved. Yeah. <laughs> so Untangling Relationships by Pat Springle. Get that book. You can get it on Amazon. Um work through it. Do it what, with a group. Do, do with it with group. one person. Do it do with, it with it it for for friends. Maybe just even, you know, two people, three yeah. people, a group, a Bible study, a book club. Whatever you want to do. Face-to-face, like,
1: face, virtually. You yes, can anybody, do it with anybody anywhere these but days. But do it. Because you guys, there really but is a to
0: change. Kim and I can't even begin to explain to you how far we've come and mm-hmm. how this has changed our life and how we recognize things and address things in our own lives. You know, it's, it's so funny how we'll talk to each other now and we can see things like, oh... You know, this was triggering, yeah. or you know, whatever the case may be. We have a
1: whole new vocabulary. We do. When you say we mm-hmm. talk to each other yes. in a way that nobody else, mm-hmm. and we really give each other, just like when she told me earlier, she was like, "I want to talk to you about something." The way you
0: reacted, well, let's talk about that. Nobody, nobody else would be able to talk right. to you about like, tell that. Tell me how what you were feeling. Yeah, because your body was saying one thing. What, what was your heart saying? What, what were you thinking? How was that? How did that impact you when I asked you that question? And it was very interesting. So yeah. we do that with each other. You need somebody who is safe. I can tell Kim anything. Mm-hmm. No, she's not going to judge me. She's not going to you know beat me up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can talk to her about anything. And yep. she can do the same. Absolutely. Because we are honest with each other. We love each other enough to really mm-hmm. be real and yes. transparent and honest and with And we've each
1: given each other permission mm-hmm. to have those uncomfortable yes. conversations Yes. with each other. And so that's what we encourage you to do. We encourage you to find mm-hmm. your... <laughs> uncomfortable conversation partners.
0: partner <laughs> um because that's a great one i love that uncomfortable conversation partner yeah yes. It, yes. we need it yeah. we need it sometimes so, she'll say something i'll say shut up kim yeah. <laughs> mind yes, your yes, business that's awesome but then i know that i need and then i'll be like okay it wait, comes from a place i don't
1: even take it seriously i, I think we probably do yeah. need
0: to talk about <laughs> it <laughs> you know so um but it's really good because i can't tell you how much healing mm-hmm. that we've done mm-hmm. how much healing we have done individually and together, how we've helped each other and just fed off each other. Yes. It's been really, really great. And even, um, you know, as you as you begin to hopefully um, change your relationships and develop healthier relationships, um, you'll begin to, to see that and you can help your partner, yes. your uh, accountability or uh, your uncomfortable conversation, conversation partner, partner. recognize okay nope this is a healthy relationship yeah. this is a healthy response yeah. you know that kind of a thing and it's really it's just it's life-changing it is guys. i was you just saying to say that, that but life, it is it really it will is your life. so when i first started doing this i felt hopeless because i thought yeah okay so now I'm recognizing that I'm codependent. What do I do about it? Yeah. How do I fix it? Tell me the fix it part, and we're gonna get to that. Yes, we've got to help you understand and you have recognize to understand these the foundations things yes. first. Then we'll get to the what we need to do to fix we've it. We've
1: got to crawl before we yes. can walk, and that's we have got to right. walk before we can run. And Absolutely. So that's what we're doing, y'all. Mm-hmm. We're crawling. Yep. But we're doing it together. Crawl with us. Come with yeah, us. We're doing it together.
0: We're gonna grow though. So, all right. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.